0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings. Welcome to Taking Territories. Um, This broadcast, I believe that God is speaking to you and blessing your life through this broadcast. We're going to continue with our teaching on supernatural immunity. This is a teaching that is based on this book that I wrote um, in 2012. Um, and, uh, as we go into the word of God, I want you to trust God because I know that God is already working in your life. I believe that, um, God has been speaking to you even in this time, um, with all the uncertainty around the world, God is in the midst of this working, he's working in the hearts of his people and he is, he is building faith in people. You see, I want you to understand that. Um, God works through faith. That's how he rules. He uses faith to operate in the lives of people and to do things, to bring about his will, to execute his purposes on earth. He uses men and women of faith. But on the contrary, we have Satan who is also a god of the system of this world. God of the system of this world. Uh, Satan rules as well. So not only does God rule in the affairs of men, Satan also rules. But how does Satan rule? Satan rules through fear. He rules through fear. You see, so um, God rules by faith, through faith, and Satan rules through fear. And it's up to you. Whatever you submit yourself to, whatever um, force, because fear is a force. Faith is also a force. Okay, uh, fear is a spirit. Faith is also a spirit. And uh, that's how, um, that's why the enemy loves to use um, to use fear. He uses it, and he uses the media. He uses the airwaves to spread fear into the hearts of people. And that's why you need to be careful what you take in. Be careful what you take in in your life. Be careful what you allow into your heart. Okay, in the the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, we also have uh, pollutants, let me say that. You know, now with the coronavirus, there is a high emphasis on personal hygiene, washing your hands, making sure you you sanitize your your hands and keep a a safe, uh, a social distance and all of that. Uh, I want to say to you that in the spirit, there are also similar principles. There are similar principles in the spirit. In the spirit, for instance, one of the things you need to do is to sanitize your mind from the spirit of fear. Fear has has, has filled the air, the atmosphere, the climate around the world today has been polluted. Just like in the natural, in the natural we, we go out. Air is made up of gases and other things, right? That make up air. And there are things you don't see. You don't see all the... You don't see the nitrogen. You don't see the oxygen. You don't see the, the carbon dioxide. You don't see the pollens and all these things that are there in the air all the time. We walk and we don't see them with our eyes because they are too tiny for you to see. Okay. But then... Um, in in, in in the spirit as well, there are also things that are in the air. And one of the things that this coronavirus has been able to achieve is to fill the atmosphere of the earth with fear. It has been able to pollute the atmosphere of nations with fear. So as children of God who are called to rule with God as and priests in God's kingdom we have the power and we have the authority to rule over this thing and to sanitize the air around us you need to sanitize your environment spiritually you need to sanitize your your house spiritually you need to sanitize your mind it's spiritually as well and uh, so it takes, it takes the word of God to do that and it takes the power of God to do that, which is available to you. You have it there with you. And if you don't use it, I'm telling you, you are going to suffer unnecessary torment. You're going to suffer unnecessary torment. So don't allow fear to rule. The moment fear comes in, I want you to imagine that Satan has come in. Okay, Satan has come in. So deal with that. Deal with that decisively. Why? Because God has given you authority. He has given you the power to um, to deal with that. So I want to read um, um, I want to read a scripture in the book of um, in the book of 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So God did not give us the spirit of fear. He is not the one that released fear into the atmosphere. The reason why the Satan loves the media is because media uses the airwaves and is able to spread quickly, and whatever it is that Satan wants to put across to the nations, so he uses the media. And it's interesting that at this time with this coronavirus, his father... Many churches, everyone now is using the airwaves, you know, to minister. So in a way, we are sanitizing the environment. We're sanitizing the climate. We're sanitizing the air of the nations across the world so that fear begins to lose its power over the nations. It begins to lose its grip over um, the hearts of men. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that... Um, God wants to do things, but he's waiting for you and I to rise up and begin to take authority, begin to rule over this spirit, this spirit that has come with this virus, to instill fear into people. And, and, uh, but I know that through this will come out stronger, stronger. Yes, because now the spirit of fear is being exposed more and more and more for what it is. So um, uh, if you are going to defeat fear, if you are gonna defeat fear, I'm gonna give you some vital principles that you can apply, these are keys that, that um, will help you to walk fear free and live above the spirit of fear, to always sanitize your environment wherever you are, that fear will be afraid of you. Amen. Yes, that's right. So the first thing you need um, to, to walk in victory over the spirit of fear is God's presence you need to have a reality you need to have a consciousness a strong consciousness of god's presence why do i say that because god's presence chases fear so if you if you walk with the consciousness of god's presence guess what fear will be afraid of you hallelujah yes that's why the psalmist david he was a man, he was a warrior. But one of the things you notice about him is that he was able to, to conquer his fears. He was able to conquer his fears. He's the one that wrote in Psalm 23, uh, verse 4, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he says, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, in other words, death is so close that its shadow is falling on me. I can see, I can feel it. All right. When they say there is a shadow of death, it means it speaks of proximity. It speaks of proximity. That means the spirit of death is right next to you. If somebody is in New York and you are in South Africa, for instance, you can't see the person's shadow. But if the person's shadow, if you see a shadow, that means the real thing is close by. So David is saying that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So God's presence is an antidote to fear. God's presence, God's presence. So the more of God's presence you carry, the more of God's presence you are conscious of the less fearful you become. And that's why you need, you need to carry that consciousness of his presence. I remember in Acts chapter 4 verse 13, when, um, when Peter and John, they, they were forbidden to preach in the name of Jesus. These guys were turning the whole of Jerusalem upside down and the, and the, and the religious community was not happy. They caught them, they beat them up, forbade them from preaching in the name of Jesus. But the Bible says that when they spoke to them, they took knowledge of the fact that these people had been with Jesus. So their boldness, their lack of fear was attributed to their company or being in the company, the same company with Jesus, being together, being in the same, um, same group as Jesus. They walked with Jesus and that made them fearless. So if you want to conquer fear, if you want to subdue fear, if you want to rule fear, in this day and age, you need God's presence god's presence god's glory you need to experience him you need to encounter him when you carry that hey i tell you you look at fear and you see everybody around you is afraid and you're like what is why are you people afraid why because you have been with jesus so that's an antidote to fear that's an antidote to fear you use god's presence to sanitize your life From the spirit of fear. Okay. Yes. Then the next thing you need to do. The next principle I want to give to you. As an antidote to fear. Is submit yourself to God. Submit to the authority of God. James chapter 4 verse 7 says. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, first of all, you don't just go resist the devil. No, make sure you are in alignment. You are under submission. Some people, when they hear the word submit, they think it's a sign of weakness. No, it's a position. It's a strategic military position. When you submit yourself to God, you are positioning yourself for conquest. Why? Because under God, there is no limit to how much power can flow through you. So submission is key to to walking, to dealing with the spirit of fear. When when the centurion sent for Jesus uh, to come and attend to his servant who was sick and at the point of death, as Jesus was coming, the centurion says, no, 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 please don't even come to my house. He says, "Uh, I'm not worthy to have you. he says i see i'm a man under authority but i see that you are also under authority just speak the word speak the word and my servant shall be healed why did he say that he saw the submission of jesus to the father he saw that jesus was submitted to the father you know that jesus operated fearlessly not because he was god in the flesh but because He was anointed by the Holy Spirit and was totally submitted to the authority of the Father. So the Father was working with him. The Father was working with Jesus and manifesting those great works through him. So that gave him boldness. That gave him courage. I also also remember that a man like Joshua, same thing when God God commissioned him. He says to him... uh, he says uh, to him to be bold and to be courageous, all right, because Moses had had, had departed, had died now this guy has to take these millions of people into the land of promise, and he doesn 't have the credentials that Moses had, but God gave him his presence and gave him instruction to obey, to submit to the same commandments that Moses handed over to him. In other words, be submitted to God's word, be submitted to God's authority, and that is an antidote to fear. That is an antidote to fear. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that in the name of Jesus, the spirit of fear cannot rule over you. If you carry God's presence, and you walk in that, God with, with that Consciousness of his presence. And then also you submit yourself to the authority of God. You submit yourself to the word of God. You submit yourself to the authority structures that God has placed in his kingdom and in his church. You need to submit to that if you're going to walk in authority. If you're going to be fearless. Okay. That is very important. That is very important. So. Um, Then apart from that, another antidote to fear, another antidote to fear that will help to sanitize, sanitize your life, sanitize the air around you, sanitize the climate in your home, in your, in your community, in your, in your office and so on. Another antidote is the love of God. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love cuts out fear. Why? How does this wo- love work in terms of fear? Very easy. The way it works is this. God, you know, he's all powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. There's nowhere that God is not. All right? So, and he's got all the power. And he knows everything. Now, you have that God backing you. And then you know that he loves you with perfect love. Unconditional love. It doesn't even matter if you've done wrong. He still loves you. He doesn't stop loving you. Because you did wrong, he, you know that he loves you. He might not be impressed with what you did, but he doesn't stop loving you. Perfect love. Cast out fear. So you can walk with that consciousness when you carry that consciousness, the devil cannot come and then begin to try to intimidate you, why? Because you know that God, the almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, who can kill and make alive, loves you perfectly, unconditionally, that helps you, that that, that, uh, is an antidote to fear. Then the other thing is this. The scripture we read in 2 in, in Timothy, he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. All right. So he has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us an antidote, some antidotes to fear, which is uh, love. Yes, that's love. The spirit of love, of power power is giving us power there is a spiritual power that god has given to you as an antidote to fear and then there is a kind of mindset that god has given to you that you're supposed to walk in so that's why you see it's 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 dangerous for you to begin as a child of god to live your life based on what the world is saying you cannot base your entire life. I know there are things that you can, you can learn here and there, but majority of what constitutes your spiritual life and uh, your, 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 your decision-making processes should not be determined by the world. It should be determined by the mind of Christ. All right? So God has not given you the spirit of fear But he's giving you the spirit of love. He's giving you the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. A sound mind, a mind that is disciplined. A mind that does not lose control. A mind that does not go crazy when things happen around. You know, it's a mind that is disciplined. It's a mind that looks and says, yes, this might be falling apart. But God is with me. God is with me. And because God is with me, I'm going to be safe. All right. Let me share this example, this, this testimony. This was an experience I had several years ago. I was on this flight. And this flight developed some serious problems. Now I'm not even sure what exactly was happening. I mean, I've been traveling all my life from childhood. Okay. So I've been in all kinds of um, conditions in the air, turbulence, whatever it is, I've seen them all, experienced them all. But this one, I've never seen before. And I was on this flight. While I was on this flight, we took off, and as we were going, going, (laughs) all of a sudden, something went wrong. And this plane started dropping. I mean... Imagine you're on a plane and the thing is dropping and dropping and dropping quickly. And people were screaming. People were throwing up. And uh, people were saying all kinds of, you know, prayers, signs of the cross. You know, people brought out their rosaries. The the, the, the Muslim brought out their beads. And, uh, you know, it's like we're going. We're going. This is it. But I was sitting there on that flight. And you know what? There was so much peace in my heart. And I was sitting next, I was sitting next to a professor. This professor beside me, I mean, he, he lost it. I've, this is an elderly man. And uh, my goodness. I, I touched him. And I said, calm down. Everything is going to be fine. You know, I said, calm down. Everything is going to be fine. And he looks at me. He is crying. This grown man is crying. He's like, is this how I'm going to die? You know, is this how I'm going to die? I I touched him. I said, calm down. Nothing is going to happen. And I said to him, I travel with angels and they are on this plane with me. And because I'm here, we are going to be safe. And the guy looks at me. like, "See, this guy is insane. Now, um. I wasn't. I'm not sharing this <laughs> boastfully, but I'm just saying that you know there is something you carry, and when the presence of God becomes more real than the situation you are facing, it puts your mind in a different um, state, and that was what I noticed about that experience. Because in the midst of all of that, the presence of God. It was like an envelope around me. I just felt enveloped by the presence of God, like a bubble. Let me put it that way. So I felt the presence of God. It was like a bubble. And uh, about two minutes after I said that, boom, all of a sudden, the plane stabilized. And then the pilot makes an announcement. And he says, okay, we're going to go back. We're turning back. And uh, so that's how we turn back. We turned back, and then um, we stayed there. They they fixed something on the plane, and then after that, we took off again. We, We waited for about an hour while they fixed that, and then we took off again. All right? so the point is this (laughs) when you carry the presence of god is an antidote to fear and so when i'm saying this i'm saying it based on experience as well apart from the word of god i have the experience to back what i'm saying that when god's presence is struck upon you when you carry that consciousness it gives you peace of mind and you can Change the atmosphere. The atmosphere in that plane, my God, it was. I've never seen such a thing up till now, except on you know in movies where I've seen when there's uh, nearly a plane crash. You see the the way people behave. That was exactly. I saw it real in 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 real life. It wasn't a movie, you know. So the spirit of fear that has come through this. COVID-19 coronavirus must not take root in your heart. Don't allow that. Don't allow that. Just tell yourself, no, no, you're not welcome. Not in my house. (laughs) Not in my community. Yes, not in my heart. Just tell yourself that. No, no, no. I refuse to receive you. I refuse to accommodate you. You are living. Just now. In the name of Jesus. So you need to talk to the spirit like that. You need to speak like that. You need to carry that consciousness. And that would help you. Help you to deal with every kind of fear. Sanitize your mind. Sanitize your home. Sanitize the air around you. From the spirit of fear. You cannot see it, but it is a pollutant in the air around you in the spirit. So if you allow that, then it's going to produce all kinds of spiritual things in your life which you don't want. So my recommendation is that you um, make up your mind and say, I'm I'm not going to allow this in my life, in my home and around me alright so we'll take a short break I'll be back again and uh, we'll look still talking about the spirit of fear we're breaking the power of fear today in Jesus name Amen Join Pastor Eric Bubtel of Every Nation Midrand now on SOTV Experience the presence of God and receive the life-giving word every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central African Time. You can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global Streamcasting for kingdom advancement. Welcome back. Uh, We're going again to talk about the spirit of fear. This time around, I want to give you some keys to dealing with the spirit of fear. Okay, Uh, But I want to start by reading the scripture from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. It says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, He himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So you see here that Satan rules by fear. He used fear to keep people in bondage. There are many people who would have become great today, but because they've not been able to deal with fear, because they've not been able to overcome certain fears, they've been restricted in their lives. So we're gonna deal with the spirit of fear. After this broadcast, after this teaching, I want you to look at fear in the face and say, you spirit of fear, you are not going to rule over my life. And you exercise authority over it because God has given you the power over that spirit. Okay, yeah. So how are you going to master the spirit and dominate the spirit? There are ways to do that. Um, I'll go back. Let's look at the beginning. Um, During the time that God um, put man in the garden, God put Adam in the garden, how did God get him to exercise dominion? The first thing Adam had to do to exercise his dominion was to name the animals. God says to them, to him, um, he brings all the animals and says, "Give them names." And God didn't need to help him to name them. Adam, whatever you call them, that's the name. He looks and says, "You, you shall be called Lion," and that's it. That became the name. You lioness, that's that became the name. Uh, tiger, tigress, and so on. But the one that names is always higher than who is named. In other words, you didn't name your your parents. Your parents named you. Why? Because they're higher than you. Okay. So now what you need to do if you're going to deal with fear, the first thing you need to do is you need to identify. You need to name your fear. What kind of fear is this? There are different types of fear. The list of phobias. I mean, I don't even know how many there are, but there's so many of them. So you need to name it, okay? This is who you are. You name that fear. And if you can name that fear, you can tame it. You can tame it. If you cannot name it, you allow that fear to name you, then it will master you, you see? So you need to name it. Name your fear and say, this fear, this is who you are. You you think you are this, but this is who you are. From now on, I name you this. All right. So exercise that authority because remember you are made in God's image after his likeness. If God does not walk in fear, neither should you because you are made in the image and likeness of God. So you should look at that just like Adam looked at the animals. Do you know that Adam wasn't afraid of the animals when he, when, when he, when he saw them? He didn't look and says, oh my God, what is this? Then he starts running. No. He looks at them and he gives them names. And then that became the name. So you look at your fear and you name your fear. Name it. You know, and make sure that whatever name you give that fear is is below you. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Fantastic. Then the next thing you need to do, you want to master fear. You want to dominate fear. You need to identify its source. Where is this fear coming from? This this fear, did I inherit it? Did it come from my mother? Did it come from my father? Did it come from my my village? Did it come from the media? Where did it come from? One of the things I've realized that sometimes there are certain fears that just creep in. Maybe I've been in certain environments. I've been in certain environments. Then I notice I like to... To assess myself a lot of times. To check where is this coming from. It's coming and it seems like a feeling. But it's actually not a feeling. It's a spirit that is using my feelings. So you identify the source. And once you've identified that. You need to cut that source. Speak death to that source. In the name of Jesus. You speak to that fear. You speak to the root of that fear. And say, from now on I speak death to you. Jesus said, he has given you the power. You, if you have the faith, you can say, what you can do what he did to the fig tree. You can even move a mountain. So you, if, you, if you have faith, you can deal with that fear like that. But if you keep aligning it and say, Oh, well, I thought I had experienced victory over this fear. Where is it coming from now? Oh, my God, I'm so disappointed. No, you've made a mistake. No, that's the time to rise up and say, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. What, what, why are you coming back here? Come on, get out in the name of Jesus. All right. So you speak to that thing, rebuke it and chase it away and it will go. It will flee. Remember James chapter four. Verse 7 says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That word, to flee, is not just to run. It means to run in terror. It means to run in terror. So, when you submit yourself to God, and then you resist, then he's going to flee. Hallelujah. You command it in the name of Jesus. And it will flee from you. Alright, so you, you, you speak to that thing. You identify the source. You speak to it. Then now you need to speak to yourself. Hallelujah. God has not given me the spirit of fear. You need to now personalize the word of God. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. I refuse to be afraid. Hmm? I refuse to be afraid. David did that. The psalmist did that many times. You know, the Lord is with me. Yes. Whom shall I fear? You know? Who? Show me. I mean, if God is with me, who can be against me? That's what uh, uh, Paul said. If God be for us, who can be against us? Then, if if nobody can be against us, why be afraid? Is it a virus? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, You see, when we we don't feed our faith with the right thing, when we don't feed our spirit with the right diet in the spirit, that's what happens when you keep listening just to what everybody in the news is saying. Instead of listening to what God is saying, you will now discover that you don't have what it takes to face that spirit. And so that's what we're addressing right now. I'm equipping you to deal with this spirit. You must root it out of your life completely. Hallelujah. So you speak to yourself. Tell yourself, I will not be afraid. The Lord is by my side. The Lord is with me. Hallelujah. I carry the presence of God. The great I am that I am is with me. Yes. So when you have that, I'm telling you, you can deal with every spirit of fear, every fear. You can deal with that. Now, what else do you need to do? You need to now draw near to God. Draw near to God, all right? He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Yeah, so you, you can't just base your walk with God and your, your conflict, the spirit of fear, Based on yesterday's experience of God. Every day you need a fresh experience of God. You need a fresh um, revelation of God. You need a fresh consciousness of God. You You need to carry that with you all the time. So you're saying, Lord... Okay, God is like waiting for you. I've I've taken steps to come to you. I've sent Jesus to die for you. I paid the price so that there's no enmity between us anymore. Now you can come close. You can even know me face by face, face to face. You can come as close as you want. So now it's time for you to draw near to God. Draw near to God. If you you take... um, um, uh, five steps towards god god is going to take 10 steps towards you hallelujah because he's been waiting waiting for you waiting for you so draw near to god if you want to walk in victory over the spirit of fear okay that's important then the next point i want to give you which is the last point is you need to ask god for boldness ask for boldness boldness is vital why should we pray for boldness? In Acts chapter 4, verse 29, after they beat Peter and John and forbid them from speaking in the name of Jesus, guess what? You would think that they would go back, you know, and go settle in their, in their caves or, I mean, in their shells and say, oh, I think we need to now obey and not speak about Jesus anymore, you know? No, no, no. When they went back to their company, guess what? They now prayed. They reported to their companions and said, this is what this guy said. And they all gathered together in their small groups, you know. And they prayed and said, Lord, grant us boldness. We need the courage. We need the boldness to face this uh, religious system that is standing and opposing your your." your word and your kingdom. So they asked God to give them boldness. They asked for boldness. And when they asked for boldness, the Bible says the place where they were shook after that prayer. And then they went back and continued to preach. The same people who were beaten, punished for preaching went back to preach again. You see why? They've conquered fear. They've conquered fear. There is no better way to to confront and defeat fear than to be baptized with the spirit of boldness. When they prayed, the Bible says they, they were now filled with the Holy Spirit. And you see, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what? Boldness comes. I remember the time I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life. Oh my goodness. I've been seeking this thing for a long time. And, um, and I fasted for three days. And, and when I received that, I could not believe how I felt. When I walked out, I was going around. I said, where is the devil? I want to punch him. <laughs> That's how powerful I felt. I felt so powerful, you know. Uh, so, But that's what happens when the spirit, when you get filled with the spirit. Do you know that in, um, in biblical times, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 20, uh, from verse 1, there God begins to give the laws of, of warfare. When he gives the laws of warfare, one of the things that God says is um, when going to war, um, he says, look, you need to gather the people and ask them, he says, ask the people, is there anyone that is fearful or faint-hearted? Let him go home. Don't go to war. Go back home. If you are afraid, go back home. Huh? Why did God say that? In in, in verse 8, he says, lest, lest your brethren also become faint-hearted like you. Right. So do you know what he's saying there? Fear is contagious. Just like coronavirus, you know. It's contagious. Fear is also contagious. So when somebody is carrying the spirit of fear around you, if you don't sanitize yourself and keep a distance, keep a safe distance, that thing is going to come on you. And if that thing comes on you, your faith will fly out of the window and you will just find yourself, oh my God. I thought I was a man of faith. I thought I was a woman of faith. I don't know why I'm so fearful. It's because you have been contaminated. That's what has happened. You've been contaminated. So, people of God, what am I saying? What I'm saying is that you need to recognize fear for what it is. Understand the role it plays in the spirit. And in the devil's scheme of things, it is a ruling force, it's a ruling power, it's a ruling spirit in the kingdom of darkness. And you must not allow it. So God would imagine, if you remember the case of Gideon, you remember the case of Gideon and his army? From 10,000 or how many thousand people, you know, thousands of people, God reduced them to 300. Three hundred. See so the rest of you go home, okay? Uh, is there someone you just, you just, you just engage? You are not yet married. Go home because your your mind is going to be divided. This one, you, you do you are you afraid? Go home. And that's the law that God gave Moses to tell the Israelites before going to war. But why would you do that, God? Why would you do that? You know why? Because there is nothing. More dangerous than facing an army that is ready to die. You see? So, they, 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 Satan used the fear of death to rule people. So, God was giving them solutions to that fear of death. He says, okay, fine. Get rid. It's not about the numbers of people you move with. It's about the fearlessness of the people. That's what God will use, and that's why for Gideon, Gideon became so successful in his military um, um, uh, um, military in his military operations because the 300 were fearless. They were ready to die. Nobody is like, oh, oh my, I have a wife and I, I have children and all of that. Nobody was thinking like that. Everyone was like, let's go for it, and then. Those are the people that God is looking for, even today, in this time, to use. People who are not afraid. They are not afraid to die. They are not afraid of what people say. They are not afraid of people's opinions. They are not afraid of the system. They are just afraid of God. They want to please God, and that is it. They are not afraid of viruses. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying that if you're not afraid of viruses, then you now become careless and carefree. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you need to be wise, but at the same time, recognize when the spirit of fear is in operation. Because when the spirit of fear is in operation, it has a way of weakening your faith and bringing you, making you subject to bondage. And you don't want to be in bondage. All right. So I pray that God will move in your life. That the Lord will baptize you with boldness. With a spirit of boldness. You will not be afraid. You will not be afraid of this virus. That the Lord will give you the wisdom to sanitize your home. Sanitize your life. All the time against the spirit of fear. That has polluted the, the nations of the world. Father I just break that power right now. I speak and I take authority. Every home that is watching me right now, Lord, I speak and I release, oh God, your presence, your glory to fill that atmosphere, to fill that home, to fill that environment right now in the name of Jesus. Fear, your power is broken. I subdue you in the name of Jesus. I break your hold. Over that soul. Right now. I sanitize your life. By the word of God. Washing you. By the washing of, of, of water. By the word of God. I speak a cleansing. From the spirit of fear. From every pollutant, Spiritual pollutant, In the name of Jesus. I speak it and I release it. Over your home. Over your family. Over your community. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Now, if you want to receive Jesus, you know, just just contact us on this, on on the contact details. And I know that Jesus is going to cause you to be bold when you begin to walk with him. Thank you so much for watching this broadcast. Tell people about this broadcast and uh, share this with people. And I know that uh, we're in for great things. All right. So. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Bapital. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. So TV global streamcasting for Kingdom. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.